0: This is Hope Lab, an experiment in following Jesus into where we live, work, and play. Welcome to the Hope Lab podcast. This is Drew, and this podcast contains the teaching time from our third experiment gathering. It was a great night, and unfortunately, the audio to this leaves a little bit to be desired but all of the teaching points should be there and if you need additional resources with this we have notes available through the hope church app if you'll search that in an app store hope church frankfurt hope church lawrenceburg that will show up and you can download experiment three notes the experiment is called say yes to the bless and i hope you enjoy it All right, so uh, we've spent a little bit of time in Luke 5. uh, And the top part of this is just some points that I want to make as we move towards our experiment this month. One of the reasons I picked this passage uh, is it's the pivot point in Simon Peter's life where he goes from someone who hangs out with Jesus to someone who follows Jesus. And that's a really important pivot point that all of us have to make in our life. Uh, And it really doesn't happen just once. It happens all the time. We have opportunities in our life where Jesus shows up and asks something audacious or weird. And we have the opportunity to say yes to that and follow him, even if we don't know exactly what's going on. And most of the time we end up seeing very clearly that he is the Lord and we are not. (laughs) We see very clearly that he is astonishing and maybe we should be more fearful Uh, of what's happening, but we also hear the voice of Jesus calling us to join into something bigger than what we thought we could be a part of. So I want to walk through these nine things. Uh, On the app, it uh, will fill in the blank for you if you get it wrong, so you can type it in, or you can just double-click it, and it should uh, say, show the answer or something like that. But um, point number one, mission begins in the small steps of our journey with Jesus. Mission begins in the small steps of our journey with Jesus. Now, uh, if you're familiar with Peter's life, Peter's life was an astonishing kingdom life. From his days of journeying with Jesus into the birth of the early church in Jerusalem. And he becomes one of the leaders there all the way to the point where at the end of his life he is crucified upside down. By his own request, because he was going to be crucified and he didn't deem himself worthy to be killed in the same way that his Lord and Savior was. So he asked that they crucify him upside down so that he wouldn't discredit or dishonor his Lord. This was a man who saw the highs of the highs and whose faithfulness led him to ultimately a very painful death that glorified Jesus. Peter wasn't ready for all that at this point in his journey. Peter was a fisherman. And Peter probably couldn't handle Jesus throwing everything at him that he had in store for Peter's life. And we're all kind of in that same place. I think that if most of us could get an honest picture of what Jesus could actually do with our lives, if we were to follow him wholeheartedly from this day forward, we would freak out. (laughs) Um, And that's why Jesus doesn't always give us the big picture, he gives us a direction. That all things are headed in. He's redeeming all of the world. And so everyone who's following him is moving in that direction and mission in the world. But often he starts with the small steps that are right in front of us. And so we have to be conscious of the little things that Jesus is asking of us. We have to cultivate an ear for Jesus and a willingness to respond to that. Number two. Jesus always asks specific things of us as we follow him. He asks specific things. Um, this is going to sound strange, uh, but I feel like doing the Christian thing can sometimes get in the way of doing what Jesus is actually asking you to do. Yeah. Have you ever been in a place in your life where Jesus has asked you to do something and instead you've tried to substitute it with like holy things? You've been like, well, fast. I don't want to do that, but uh, I'll go to church more or I'll go serve here or, you know, well, like, I feel like there's a checklist of, like, the right things that we have that sometimes, if we're not careful, we can substitute things from that list in place of actually doing the simple things that Jesus is asking us and thinking that that makes it all good. Where Jesus, when he is calling us, he usually gives us pretty specific things. Like, Jesus wants you to be faithful more than you want to be faithful, right? He that's He desires faithfulness from, from us more than we often want it. So usually the things that matter, he makes crystal clear. If there's a relationship that needs restoration, he's going to bring that relationship up one way or another. Um, Jesus gets into specifics. The Holy Spirit doesn't always show us the roadmap, but usually our next step becomes really, really clear through our reading, through the, the study of the scriptures, through prayer, through circumstances, the things that God uses to catalyst. Jesus will make a step specific that he's calling you to make. Number three, our growth comes through obedience. That's that blank. Grounded in our relationship with Jesus as Lord. So our growth comes through obedience grounded in our relationship with Jesus as Lord. Now, I bring that up, one, because uh, I I heard a pastor say that uh, if God has a love language, it is faithfulness to him. That's the way that we express our love to Jesus. Words, great, but like we see over and over in the scriptures, if you love me, you obey my commandments. It's as if there's a facet of faithfulness that expresses love in a way that nothing else does in the kingdom of God. And that's why I said growth comes through obedience grounded in our relationship with Jesus as Lord. I grew up in the church where the discussion about Jesus of being Lord, like Jesus reigning over every part of our life, was presented almost like as the upgrade package from the base level package of Jesus as Savior. Right? So you should get saved so you don't go to hell and you do go to heaven. And then like once you're ready at that certain point, we can like upgrade to the lordship package, and that's when you decide to get serious about Jesus. You know, that's when you start doing the things he says. You can be saved and not go to hell just, and this other stuff will get there when you're ready. And that is, that's a, it's a horror, like, I hate to put it that way, but like, it has been communicated that way in America for a while in a lot of churches. Um, and part of that is a desire to not see people have an eternity in hell, which is, is amiable. But, in Scripture, we never see a dividing line between Jesus saving you and Jesus being the, the Lord of your life, the one who gets permission from us when we submit to him to call the shots, to reign, to be the king, which means I am the subject, to be the Lord, which means that I am the servant. If he is Lord, then our obedience is a picture of us saying yes to his reign in our life, right? Um, and... That's where good growth happens. There's no way around it. If you want to grow as a follower of Jesus, it's going to happen in these simple, specific steps that Jesus asks you to make, where we're obedient. And in doing so, it's as if he has this umbrella, right? And under this umbrella, it's raining. Because he rains. That's a bad pun. But it, it works. <laughs> so if I'm out here... All the reign of God stuff, like all the promises and the protection, the provision, it's like I step out from underneath it. But when I bring areas of my life under the reign of God, there's shelter, there's provision, there's safety, there's also responsibility. You know, like it's like when you take a job, if you want to get paid, you kind of have to do the stuff. Like in every relationship, including our covenant relationship with Jesus, there is all this amazing promise, but it also comes with. Our responsibility, our confession of saying, not just Jesus, I believe in you, but Jesus, I will follow you. And so that's the the heartbeat of growth. Number four, small steps of obedience may not always make sense to us. And that's, fill in the blank, okay. That's okay. We see here with Peter, the simple step that Jesus asked him to make did not make any sense. Peter had washed the nets because he had fished all night and caught nothing. Didn't make sense to throw back out. Yet, you see in Peter's response and him saying, Jesus, this, this doesn't make any sense. We fished all night. We didn't catch anything. But because you asked me to, we'll throw the nets out. Like, even in his resistance and his lack of understanding or whatever, there's still him kind of being willing to follow Jesus into what he's up to. Which brings us to our next point. Five, we must learn to trust that Jesus knows how to make disciples. Jesus knows how to make disciples. He knows how to make you a good follower of him. He knows how to transform you. He knows how to change you. He knows how to take you just like you are and move you to exactly what he wants you to be. What he made you to be. What he saved you to be. He knows what he's doing. And so any step that he's asking you to make, Jesus isn't like, let's try this out. See what happens, (laughs) you know. Uh, I've tried a lot of stuff on Chuck. Why don't we do this? See if maybe we can make something out of Chuck. Now, he knows exactly what he wants to do. Uh, And I put in parentheses, do you want to be one? That's always a good question to think about. Uh, It's one of the things we're pushing towards with this whole Hope Lab thing is we want a church not full of people with right beliefs, but people who actually want to follow Jesus. I, I would rather have people with awful beliefs who are willing to follow Jesus and let him just course correct all that stuff on the road. Yep. You know, he can take care of my heresies and my weird things and all the things I get wrong about him on the road because the more I'm elbow to elbow with him, the more I'll see him and be transformed and be changed. And I'll start getting it right because I know what he looks like, right? Because I've, I've been with him on the road. Number six. You'll never take big steps of obedience if you won't take small ones. You'll never take big steps of obedience if you won't take small ones. I just say this to remind you, um, like, God may have huge things in store for you, and the way that you ready yourself for those things is in the small stuff right now. Like, there are hard steps for everyone who follows Jesus. The path of following Jesus is down the Calvary before it's up out of the grave. Over and over. If you want to come after me, take up the cross and follow me. It, it's not the promise of an easy road. It's the promise of the best road. Um, but you got to realize that it starts in these small steps. And if I've never seen someone ready to make the big steps who hadn't been regularly making the small steps in their life. Uh, number seven. Steps of obedience always lead us either from something or to something. Either from something or to something. I'm going to do some more awful drawing up here. Excuse my umbrella. We'll leave it up there. So, and I'll get to the, the third one in a second. So this awful thing right here is going to be a foot. We'll give it five toes. All right. So I'm going to put from here two here. And then the third blank there or or something. Every step of obedience you're making in life all the things that Jesus is calling you to do he's either calling you out of or from X. We'll put a Y over here. We'll be algebraic. But every step of obedience is moving in a direction. Some of the simple ones are the ones that he brings up as he brings conviction for sin. He's calling you out of sin. There's every, you're like, I don't know if that's Jesus or not. Well, is it sin? Then chances are he's calling you from it. <laughs> that's, a very, that's a simple one. That's like pastor, <coughs> pastor school 101. <laughs> oh, sin? You should get out of that. Um, <laughs> but in all of our lives, there's times where he's moving us from one thing to another thing. Where it could be... It could be places, it could be relationships, it could be jobs, it could be um, priorities. It could be the way that you use your resources, your time, your finances, whatever. Uh, sometimes he's calling us to something. One of the things, I'm going to be real honest with you, I've been praying for in this church, is that more and more people would take missionary ownership over their neighborhoods and their workplaces. To be like, I'm here for a reason, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say, Lord, I'm... You sent me. This is where I am. So I'm going to be here on purpose. And so every step of obedience in those circles is, he's calling me to this place or maybe for these people. Um, Not every step of obedience is for you. You might get blessed out of it. But what would it look like if we read scripture for other people? We pray for other people regularly. That was probably not a big stretch. What does it look like if our steps of obedience had nothing to do with the changes that were happening in us and everything that was happening to see the people around us and the places around us change? That sounds like the kingdom of God. I mean, Jesus didn't walk around changing all the time, but everywhere he went, things changed. So maybe being like Jesus could be for people in ways that we haven't been thinking about. Number eight, the key to regularly following Jesus is deciding to say yes before Jesus asks, not just when he asks. This is a discipline that you learn over time, but it's something I'm going to just go ahead and put out there because I think all of you are more ready for it than you realize. Um, Some steps when you get there in your journey are hard, but if you've already decided that Jesus is Lord not just Savior, but that you are going to say yes when these steps come up on the front end, it becomes way easier in the moment. If it's like, well, uh, and guess what? When the the, the hard steps of faith come, we have to wrestle with those things. And, And that's why I think there comes a point, even when we read the scriptures, we can see the fine line between the disciples who are following Jesus and the rich young ruler. Where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing all the things you want me to do. Jesus like, sell your stuff, give it to the poor, and follow me. He walks away. Mm-hmm, right. I'm like, okay. And Jesus let him. Right. Never forget that. Jesus let him walk away. There are steps of faith Jesus will let you walk away from. That's scarier to me But there's a part of me that's like, okay, if Jesus knows how to make disciples, and he's putting a step in front of me, even if it's scary, like I know it's for my good and the good of the world, and that he's going to use it to form me to be more like Jesus. If, if I can just come to a place where the best I know how, I'm just going to decide from here to say yes on the front end. Whew. You imagine the change that can come to your, your house, your neighborhood, your workplace, all sorts of things. Well, especially through his faithfulness, knowing he will equip us. And so oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Last one, and then we're going to get to our experiment. Small steps of obedience transform us and the world around us. They transform us and the world around us. Bottom line, Peter's journey in this passage, this was the first step of a bunch of steps that he made. This was the only step he made to follow Jesus. But this one changed everything. And Peter. And maybe you can look back at your own journey and think of steps that you've made that were game changers. We've had small steps, and maybe you've had some big ones where you're like, no, like this is a landmark. This is an Ebenezer. This is one of those places where God called and I responded, and like things were different from this point forward. Um, You should share those stories with people. And you should know that. even in the small steps, what Peter might have thought was small, throwing his nets over the side one more time, ended up being huge. Uh, changing him and changing his world. There's only one way to f- grow as a follower of Jesus. 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 That's awful. Sorry. We have a running joke on the worship team that I mispronounce the name of Jesus a lot in worship songs. The worst one is I said, Jesus, which is like a combination of a dinosaur and Jesus. Small armed Jesus. It was... T-Rex Jesus. Um, there's only one way to grow as a follower of Jesus, and that's saying yes to follow Jesus in the specifics of your life. So I wrote review. Um, so this week we're focusing on the blessed part. that We are sent already as missionaries to bless our world. The experiment this month is about blessing. Through regularly engaging in activities built to grow us, we should regularly see steps of obedience Jesus is calling us to make as we follow him. Um, this whole thing that we've been doing, remember, all of these steps aren't the things that grow us. It's Jesus that grows us. But as you open the scriptures and you pray and you talk to people and you're eating with people and you're blessing people, your steps of obedience are just going to start to pop up. You're going to know what you need to do. That person is going to show up at your business and be like, I've been seeing you pray. And you're like, I didn't know I needed to be doing this. And all of a sudden you're like, now the big question is, okay, Jesus, what do I do with this? Next steps. Boom, pop up like that. These things are designed to open up. And so this month's experiment is all about opening up the possibility of saying yes to new steps. Through our experiments, say yes to the bless. So every week we look for opportunities to bless people where we live, work, and play through three things. Fill in these blanks. Through words, through gifts, and through service. Three super easy, practical ways to bless people. I bless people by the things that I say. I can bless them by giving them things, or I can bless them by serving them. Um, and there's going to be opportunities for you to do these things in your world all the time. And so the challenge for this month is when those opportunities pop up to say yes. Think about it like the Jim Carrey movie, Yes Man, but for Jesus, and not as funny. Maybe it could be funny. Who knows? Um, Have y'all seen that movie? Mm -hmm. Where basically he decides just to say yes to everything that comes his way. And it gets him in all sorts of trouble, but also makes his life better. Well, I think that saying yes to the steps that God puts in front of you to bless people uh, is going to open up all sorts of opportunities that maybe have been in front of you for a while. Or maybe you just haven't seen but things that God is doing. So this month's challenge to say yes to all opportunities you have to bless people. And I wrote some steps. Uh, And I created, it's on the app, and I have copies up here. I have what I call the bless list. Um, If you're having a hard time figuring out where to start, I created this for you. But it basically says step one is do these things. So do the stuff. Remember, this isn't some checklist to beat yourself up about if you didn't get them all in or anything like this. This is just a baseline to say, hey, if I'm growing with Jesus, doing these things is going to help me grow. So every week I'm looking for opportunities have conversations. Open the scriptures. Pray and listen. Eat with people. Bless people. Number two, spend some time praying and listening to the Lord for specific people and situations where you can bless. Think through each of your relationship circles where you live, where you work, and where you play. And ask the Lord who you might bless. On the app, the Bless List thing has a place where you can like click and like, just write stuff down in there. This is a paper version of that. It just has the same instructions on it. Make a list. Like, think through your workplace. Who can I bless? And then once you get an unction from the Holy Spirit where you're like, you know what? I, I can bless Logan, who's a guy that I work with. Then I'm going to ask the Lord, okay, give me some specific steps to bless them. What should I do to bless Logan right now? So, most of you know Logan. He's the youth guy here. His grandmother passed away, so they're going through a hard season right now. And so if I'm going to bless Logan, I want to spend some time, okay, based on what I know, Lord, what should I do with Logan? And I'm going to listen, and as soon as the Lord gives me a step, say yes to the bless, Go do it. And then repeat it. And just keep doing it for a month. And see what happens. Try to spend time every day just saying, Lord, I want to, I want to bless somebody. Uh Step five on here, it says need accountability. Email your bless list to someone. If on the app, if you go to the bless list thing at the bottom of it, it has a place where you can email that. You can email it to yourself. You can email it to somebody else. You can always email it to me, drew at hopecommunitychurch.net. I would love to get your list. But um, if you're like, oh, man, somebody came up. I don't want (laughs) to bless. Which happens. Let's be honest. Because we're all in process here. None of us are, none of us are batting a thousand. Uh, and so if it's like, oh man, then ask, invite somebody in to pray for you. Be like, hey. And like, if you don't know anybody, guess what? You have a room full of people who were challenging to do the same thing. Start with the people right here at your table, right here in your group. I want to I bless so and so. Pray for me. I don't know how this is going to be received. There's some people in my life that God might ask me to bless. I might, they might give me the bird, (laughs) you know, like they might, they hate me or like they are indifferent to me or whatever. It's my neighbor who gives me the snarl every time I talk to them. So Lord, give me, give me a clear step. Once I know it, I'm like, you know, hey Chuck, pray for me, dude. I got to bless so-and-so. They hate me. Okay. Um, But this month, try to take advantage of every opportunity God gives you just to say yes and to bless your neighbors. Make sense? any questions thanks for joining us today on the hope lab podcast if you're looking for more resources to join us on this journey check out hopecommunitychurch.net the hope lab tab at the top will have resources there or go to your app store and type in hope church frankfurt or hope church lawrenceburg our free app from subsplash will pop up there there's a resource there under the Ministries tab that has everything that you're hearing here, plus so much more, including recordings from our Hope Lab gatherings. We'd love to resource you there. And we're also putting together a Facebook community. Uh, look for me on Facebook. My name is Andrew Causey. There's a group called Hope Lab, and we would love for you to be a part of that as a way to connect with other people who are making these same steps to make room to follow Jesus into where they live, work, and play. Thanks for being with us this is Hope Lab.